All right, guys, we're talking the schedule. And so before the show, we were doing some talking, looking at the different matchups that we liked uh, all throughout the season, but mainly the primetime games. And there were two that we all had in common. And one of them, I, honestly, both of them will probably be common to most people. But uh, the first one that comes to mind, obviously, is uh, Chiefs versus Ravens. Uh, I believe that's, what, week three? Um, I'm sure everyone's got that circle on their calendar. Pookie, we'll go to you first. Initial impressions of the Chiefs and Ravens game. You know, with the, the Chiefs and Ravens, you have one of the most interesting matches uh, in my opinion, because you have the, four, the reigning MVP and the reigning Super Bowl champion quarterback facing off against each other. And I think that there's a lot of debate going on around the league on who's more important to their team and who is actually the better offensive weapon. And, you know, some, a lot of people will tell you Pat Mahomes because of his passing ability, but you can't ignore Lamar Jackson and his dual threat capability. And I think that with this matchup, you're finally going to get an answer to, okay, who's better at this point in their career? Not to mention uh, who all of the other guys that are going to be playing in that game. You know, you got Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Mark Ingram, Marquise Brown, and some pretty good players on defense. And I think that it will be – worth the wait whenever it comes around hold up drew let me get in let me let me end the debate right here lamar jackson is spectacular he's very valuable to his team that debate stops here it's patrick mahomes all right i don't want none of it if you want to tell me that lamar jackson is more valuable to his team than patrick mahomes we can have that discussion maybe i don't want to hear any of that as to who's better at this point in their career there is no doubt Who's better? There is no doubt which player is already Hall of Fame bound, which one is take, is ascending the throne to take over for Brady. And let me tell you something, it's not Lamar Jackson, all right? And that's not me being salty when he tore up my Patriots on Sunday Night Football in week eight or week nine gonna, last year. Yeah. It's Pat Mahomes, bar none. Sorry, Pookie, you make good points. Drew, go ahead. Uh, I'll go ahead and talk about the Niners-Cowboys <laughs> here. Um, you know, there's nothing better than watching a Sunday night football game and having Kelly Clarkson sing. No! But the thing, thing that's going to happen that's better than that is watching the Niners kick the Cowboys' ass on national TV live. Dr- Carrie um, Underwood, Drew. Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Brain fart. And before um, that, it was Faith Hill. Um, but, but Kelly Clarkson but, would be good. Yes. She would I'll be do good. it. <laughs> but – but the Niners, I, I think it's a preview for what the Niners will be. I think they're going to try to to not be like the Rams of a couple years ago. They're going to come and they're going to they're going to try to go back to Super Bowl. So I think it'll be a good game. It's a week third, week fifteen uh, at at Dallas. So it'll be a game to watch. I want to talk about this one real quick, Drew. Uh, obviously, the guy wearing the cowboy shirt for one. But okay. I, Drew, you mentioned this beforehand, this, uh, f- this Cowboys fatigue, that the Cowboys are always on prime time, and you can see where people would get tired of it. Um, they're obviously, but you also said you understand it because the Cowboys sell. You know, they're America's team. Uh, Texas tunes in to watch the Cowboys win. Everyone else tunes in to watch the Cowboys lose. Someone's going to get a win. There's no neutral party here. But the Cowboys sell. I always I love I agree with you. There's nothing better than Carrie Underwood getting us underway Sunday night football. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, sign me up. Best telecast, bar none. Um, 
there's something special about Sunday night football in Dallas. Um, and we'll get quite a bit of that this year with the Eagles going to Dallas. But we don't get the Cowboys 49ers much anymore. And we weren't around, we weren't born uh, to see a lot of these legendary matchups back when these two ran the NFC. And when it was them or the, it was Cowboys or Niners going to the Super Bowl representing the NFC. And finally, we're getting back to Niners Cowboys where you can argue that both teams are Super Bowl contenders that both could represent the NFC. And we Whoa. haven't heard that in God knows how long. So it's kind of like this is the first time that our generation gets to see Dallas and San Francisco play in a meaningful game. Combine that with it being Sunday night football, Al, Chris, Kerry, Michelle, Tafoya, and it's the perfect package, much like Pookie's package. So, I mean, it's that's for so many reasons I'm excited, and that's why I've got that game. But, but as you said before, Drew, it's, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, talking about the Niners, actually, one primetime game I'm looking forward to is week 13 in San Francisco uh, against the Bills on Sunday night as well. Uh, just a matchup, I think. I, it's kind of a test to see if the Bills are a competitive team against a team who just won the Super Bowl. I think it'll be a good defensive game. Uh, I don't think it'll be a very high-scoring game. Obviously, both teams are better known for their defenses. But I think it's one of those interesting games that kind of brings back old-school football, and it allows the Bills to kind of take that next step forward if they're going to even take that step forward. So I think it'll be an interesting game. Speaking of tough-nosed, hard-nosed, football and uh, later in the season we're going to have a Thursday night Thanksgiving game with the Steelers and the Ravens those always show out when they play against each other I've witnessed it for years and years and they never tend to disappoint unless the Steelers are getting their ass kicked uh, the and I think that this year it's going to be special because it's the end of one era with the with Big Ben and Pittsburgh and the beginning of another one with Lamar Jackson and Baltimore but I'm really thinking that these teams are going to come down to a defensive contest you know the Steelers have one of the top ranked defenses in the league and it's going to be interesting to see how they've grown over a year and if they can really stop Lamar Jackson late in the season. I've got one that neither of y'all circled. I cannot believe none of y'all circled this one. So the NFL revolves around quarterbacks. And we've got an early season matchup, week three. Same week is Mahomes and Jackson. And honestly, I am almost in the air as to if I had to pick one, which one would I watch? I got Green Bay and New Orleans, man. I know there's so much speculation as to how good Green Bay is going to be this year. But I still have Aaron Rodgers, and I've got Aaron Rodgers going against Drew Brees. I've got two top ten quarterbacks who are probably facing each other for the last time. And I'm very interested in that one. You know, it's a primetime game in New Orleans. Got to love your Superdome primetime matchups. You got a legendary Green Bay franchise. So, really, what's not to love there? Um, like, I was – so, I was kind of surprised that neither of y'all had that one circled. But, I mean, looking down the schedule, we all made a list. We all circled the ones we like. And I made a lot of circles. It was hard to narrow them down. So I do understand why, why maybe they were left off. But I had to throw that matchup in there because I cannot wait for Rodgers Breeze. Maybe the last time, unfortunately. And unfortunately, again, it might be a runaway. We just don't know yet. But as long as A-Rod's playing, I'm watching. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been to New Orleans. Uh, it's a great stadium. I, I, I was there for Monday night last year, actually, for the Colts-Saints game. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. 
Another stadium I've been to is, is New England's. Uh, unfortunately, they might not be as competitive this year, but um, they play Sunday night against the Ravens week 10. Uh, the reason why I circled this is because we all know Bill Belichick's a great coach, especially on the defensive side. And last year when they played the Ravens in Baltimore, they kind of got their ass kicked. I know Sandy doesn't like hearing this, but uh, it wasn't a great game. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested to see on how Bill Belichick uh, is able to respond. You know, what is he able to do? He still has a great defense, but I want to see how, he, how he's able to make those parts on offense work with his defense and see what they can do week 10. I, I think it'll be an interesting game only for that reason, though. Drew, that's also the same week as Indianapolis at Tennessee, major divisional matchup there with yes, your favorite sir, there's, team. So. There's, that, that's, that's my final matchup, actually, is, uh, is I got Colts at Tennessee uh, Thursday night football. You know, Thursday night's known for AFC South having some pretty boring games that turn out pretty interesting at the end. It's, it's no Titans, Jags over here, but uh, I definitely think, I, you know, those are probably the two teams that are going to be playing for the AFC South division title. So I, I believe it'll probably be one of the better games, one of the better Thursday night games throughout the season. Pookie, what and, else are you looking forward to? We already kind of talked about them, but I'm really looking forward to the rematch with the, the Saints. I've been kind of shocked that the, the Vikings have been able to uh, get past the Saints several times in the playoffs these past couple of years, despite being the superior team in this, uh, the regular season. And I really want to see uh, what is Minnesota going to do this year? Are they going to turn into a big-time contender, or are they going to remain somebody that can still be beaten by the Saints? And if, if you ask me, I'm really rooting for the Vikings on this one just because I, I want to see them make that jump but it's going to be really interesting with all the uh, defensive and offensive firepower that the two teams have going on for them. Pookie, let me tell you why I'm also interested in that matchup. It's because I like that. I love that. I love Kirk Cousins, and this is the year for the Vikings to take that next step. They, Like you said, somehow they've gotten past the Saints uh, two of the past, what, three years? Um and I'm, but I'm ready to see the Vikings finally win the division to beat out the Packers. And they have two key matchups. The one you mentioned with the Saints. They also get the Seahawks. I believe that Seahawks game's on the road. And this is it. This is the year where we finally get. I, I think that this is it for Kirk Cousins. Can he be the guy who I see in my heart and my head? He, you know, I love Kirk Cousins. Obviously, some people still have their reservations about him. And this is it. I mean, this is a great year for it. Unfortunately, they got rid of Stephon Diggs. Um, I say unfortunately for Kirk, but, you know, they, they filled in that slot with Jefferson. But I, I did want to bring attention to that uh, Seahawks-Vikings matchup. But I do agree with Pookie, too. I had that Minnesota Saints game scheduled week 16, too. So non-divisional matchup in week 16, that could have huge implications. Um, all around, but Drew, what else you got? I've already said my three. I thought you – well, you know, I thought you had more. You know, I know you're a guy with – I mean – I bet I he does yes. But, I mean, tipping. <laughs> I mean, there, there's definitely there's definitely some primetime games. I think there'll be games that are flexed. One game that I believe could be one is, is, is the Green Bay against Colts. Again, you know, being a Colts fan, but love to see him on primetime. Um, but uh, I, I think it's one of those games I think halfway through the year, 
both teams are going to be doing well in their divisions. And I think that they're going to be like, okay, this is one of those games that we can flex maybe to a Sunday night game, uh, maybe maybe even a Monday night game potentially, uh, just because I think those two teams will be very high in their division. Yeah, Pookie, I want to throw these out there for you too. Um, there, are, there are a couple teams that we're not sure about but they'll both catch the public eye because of who they've got playing for them, but also who they are. I had quite a few games with the Eagles uh, circled. Uh, let's see. We've got Dallas at Philadelphia. Uh, there's a Philadelphia-San Fran matchup in week four. That's in San Fran. I, I really am curious to see what the Eagles do because we've been talking about the Cowboys, that improvement that we believe they're, they're going to make a jump, uh, but given they signed Dak Prescott. Or maybe if you're an Andy Dalton fan, maybe that's good that they don't sign Dak Prescott. Maybe it makes them better. Who knows? I personally believe it's Prescott they need to sign. Uh, I believe Prescott's better than Dalton. The financial situation is kind of tricky, so uh, that's a different story. But I, I'm very curious to see the Eagles and how they perform, especially with these primetime matchups, because they're a team that is it seems to be right there. And we're – I. I do believe that the Eagles and Cowboys will find a way to both get in the playoffs, but those primetime matchups could go a long way in determining who wins the division. And maybe if the Eagles are left staying at home at the end of the season, um, Baltimore, Cleveland is one I've got marked. I, I have Green Bay, San Fran marked. Uh, that's early, later in the season, about week nine. But Baltimore, Cleveland's interesting. You've got a divisional matchup. It's later in the year. Uh, we don't get to see Cleveland matchups too much on primetime. In fact, I think uh, Cleveland had their first Sunday night football game in forever last year. And it was a chance for a lot of us in the South to see uh, Baker Mayfield and company play. We don't get to see the Browns play too much. So any chance I get to see the Browns play in primetime is interesting. But for reasons that we'll talk about in future episodes when we break down the AFC North especially – this is it for Baker Mayfield, and these are the games he'll have to win. Uh, and you got Baltimore coming into your house. Cleveland's got to make the playoffs. That game's going to go a long way in determining that. So that's one I wanted to bring to your attention. But and then so I was talking about the Eagles being one of those teams that I had quite a few of their games circled. The Cardinals are another one. The Cardinals I'm very interested in. Yeah. So yeah, Pookie, you mentioned Cardinals, Cowboys. Uh, it's a really big chance to see what Kyler Murray can do in his second NFL season. I think that this is a big-time game based on potential because both of these teams made improvements on paper this offseason, and there's a lot of curiosity that goes into that because you want to see, okay, what can the Dallas Cowboys do with a new coach? Are they going to make a huge jump, sort of like uh, Green Bay did with uh, Matt LaFleur, wasn't it? And Yeah. You know, we want to see if Mike McCarthy can do the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. And for the Cardinals, you also look at Cliff Kingsbury and you're like, okay, they've made some improvements on the roster. What can he do as a coach now with a competent core? Is he going to get them to 8-8, eight and 10-6, eight, and six, or are they going to be back at 5-11? and 11? You don't know. So that's what I think is going to be very interesting to see is what kind of jump these two teams make. All right, so beginning with next episode, we're going to start a series where we break down every division, so one episode per division. But before we did that, we wanted to slow it down and take a generalized approach to the NFL uh, before we go deeper in. And we wanted to talk about the divisions. So each of us has a different division that we feel is the toughest division. 
and we'll share those. And then we've got a little thing at the end that we want to, that we think will be a little bit of fun, but talking the toughest divisions, I'll start guys. Um, to me, it's not that hard. I, the NFC West to me is the best. I think it's the two best team. If we're talking about who, which division is the two best teams uh, across the board, I think it's the NFC West with the Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, some will make a case that it's the Buccaneers and the Saints. That's a fine argument, but I think that the Buccaneers are great on paper right now with all the weapons, but we don't know how they'll look just yet. But the NFC West to me is is proven. I've got the Super. I've got a Super Bowl. I've got both Super Bowl. I've got two Super Bowl contenders. One team that was in the Super Bowl, and the other team's got Russell Wilson, so they're never out of it. Um, and then top to bottom, the Cardinals. Uh, I think all three of us agree that they're, you know, they're they're making progress slowly but surely. The Rams we're not sure about, but with McVay at the helm, you never know exactly. So. Top to bottom, probably the best division, in my opinion. But just because you have the 49ers and the Seahawks uh, as your top two teams, that's who I believe is the best division in football. But, uh, Drew, I know you have a, a different opinion there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the NFC West definitely probably top to bottom is probably the most competitive with when it comes to all four teams. But, uh, you know, you already said it with the Bucks and Saints. I'm, I'm going with the NFC South, uh, I think. You know, the Saints, I've proven that they're always going to be uh, one of those teams that you're going to have to compete against. And I think they're kind of putting all their chips in these next couple of years with Drew Brees being basically retired after this year. Um, and then with the Bucks, you know, again, on paper, they look great. Uh, and I think that I think that'll translate for sure with Tommy B. I don't think he's I don't think he's a loser. I think he's always going to go anywhere he goes. He was going to be a winner. Uh, and I think you just add those weapons. And I think with Bruce Arians, he's also a very good head coach for that team. Uh, and then with the Falcons, uh, they're they're a wild card team, in my opinion. You know, they're a team that three years ago were in the Super Bowl uh, and were up 28 to three in the third quarter. Uh, so I think they're they admit that yes, they, their team ha- does look different from 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 uh, that Super Bowl run. But I believe that there's still they still have the weapons and the coaching staff to get them there. And then with the the Panthers. I think they're always going to be competitive right now. You know, having CMC is definitely going to be a tough out every game, but I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think they're going to always be a competitive game. Uh, I think they're going to be a team that's going to be 5-11, and 11, but they're, all their games are going to be won within, like, you know, 7 to 10 points. They're going to lose by 7 to 10 points. So I think, as a whole, they're, they're just as competitive as the NFC West. All right, Pookie, I have a feeling you're going to be uh, playing a homer here. Gonna be a homer. I am. I think that the NFC West and the NFC South are both very competitive divisions and they may have more talented players, but in my opinion, the AFC North is the most competitive or most uh, difficult division to play in. But it also uh, rides the question of what are the Cleveland Browns going to do? You know, they have the look of a playoff team on paper. They have a lot of talent and they have a new coach in. So, you could definitely make a case for them being a playoff team. Uh, I think if they would have been uh, in a more well-coached team last year, they probably would have made it. But you also have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have one of the top defenses in the NFL. Uh, They have Ben Roethlisberger coming back, and he's shown that he's been able to stand the test of time. So it's very likely that they could be a playoff team or very close to being a playoff team. Then you have last year's best regular season team, the Baltimore Ravens, 
They went 14-2. and two. They have that same nucleus or young core of players to work with. So I don't really see them digressing more than two or three more games in the, in the loss column. And then, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're not really a competitive team, but they did draft Joe Burrow. They have uh, – they had a, a couple really good picks made in the, the previous draft. So I'll be eager to see their growth. And as far as just top to bottom in the division, I think that, you know, you can make a case for each team being more competitive than it was last season. So it's likely that the AFC Morris is going to be tough to win this year. Agreed. And, you know, I'm going to start talking about the AFC North in a second because what we're going to do now is I posed this question to you guys a few weeks ago, and we've been going back and forth. And I asked you all, who is the division that's most likely to get three teams in the postseason because while you may have the toughest division, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be getting three teams in. And I believe that the last time three teams from the same division got in was the year that the Falcons were in the Super Bowl. Uh, I believe the Falcons had a first round bye, and then you had the Panthers and Saints playing each other in the first round. Doesn't happen very often. Um, so when we're talking about that, the AFC North for me is the team is the division most likely to get three teams in because the NFC. Okay, let me go back real quick to the NFC West. If we were looking at the playoff, if we zoomed ahead to the playoffs, and we were looking at the bracket, and you had told me that the Rams were in the playoffs, I wouldn't be that surprised. If you had told me that the Cardinals were in the playoffs, I wouldn't be that surprised. In the sense that if we took the NFC South and we took the uh, AFC North, if you told me the Bengals were in the playoffs, I don't have anything for that. <laughs> if you told me the Panthers were in the playoffs, I would have more than the Bengals, but I still would barely have anything for that. Um, but for the NFC West, for that reason, yes. But because the NFC has so many teams that I can see in the wild card, I think the AFC, you have divisions that are going to beat up on each other. The FC South is very competitive. I've got three teams who could potentially vie for the top spot in that division, but I think they'll beat up on each other too much to get three teams in. And the North is in the North is the division that I think can do it the best because the the Ravens will most likely get in. The Steelers will be right there. And I think the Browns can get in because the AFC and the other divisions will beat up on each other. Uh, does the AFC East get two teams in is up to be seen. Uh, hopefully that would mean my Pats get into the playoffs, but uh, it's really for the reason as to which conference is easier to get three teams in. And I think the NFC is harder to get three teams in. And the AFC North has maybe top to bottom the three best teams. If you're talking about the top three teams in the division, I think it's the AFC North. You can make a case for the AFC South. But, again, those games are always pretty close, and they tend to beat up on each other. And so for that reason, I don't see them getting three teams in. To me, it's the AFC North. Buki, what about you? You know, I think I'm going to switch places with you on this one. Oh, I man. think North is the toughest division, but the I, I disagree and think that the NFC West is most likely to get three in. Now, I will say that the NFC is all, is deeper all around than the AFC is. But with the – isn't the new playoff formatting starting this year with seven teams making it? Yes, yes. We might have to edit that part out. We don't want to be wrong. <laughs> but I think no, so. No, it, def it definitely is. Yeah, it definitely okay. is. So with that many teams making the playoffs, you could make a case for any team in the uh, NFC West to make the playoffs. And I think that you both have guaranteed 10-win teams 
with the Seahawks and 49ers. So you've already got them probably making it. And then you have two wild card teams. The Rams were in the Super Bowl just a couple of years a couple of years back, and the Cardinals have made uh, vast improvements over the offense. They have a great second year quarterback in Kyler Murray, and you know it's it's just so likely that at least one of those lower tier teams with, between the Rams and the Cardinals is going to make a run this year. And you know you already know what you're getting with the Seahawks and the 49ers, so that guarantees the two. And getting three isn't that much harder with two great teams like those below them. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, um, when, you, when you think of this, you really have to think about what div- what other divisions is your is your team playing. For example, like the AFC South, they play eight games, um, and four of them will be against the AFC North, and four of them will be against the NFC North. So in that case, they play, you know, all NFC North teams and all AFC North teams, as well as their NFC South opponents. And I think I don't know how many games are left over after that, but you know, there are a couple of games here and there. So you have to think about what other divisions they're playing. And I think the team or the division that has a shot, and it's a kind of a dark horse little here, is the AFC West. They play the AFC East, who has the Jets, the Patriots, and the uh, Dolphins, who are all – they're all three winnable games. Uh, and then, uh, and then with, with the, the Bills is tough because, um, you, they're, they're, they're potentially able to be that they're, they're going to be one of those teams that could go 10 and six or could go nine and seven in my opinion, but they're probably going to win their division doing that. So like I said, dark horse here, AFC West. Drew, I have to give you an applause for stealing my thunder for having that interest in the AFC West because there's so much there to talk about with the Broncos, uh, all that skill, uh, talent that they've added. Uh, The Raiders are a great unknown. Chargers, best uniforms in football. Got our guy, K.J. Hill. Um, And I also have to give you another applause for going deep into it and looking at the divisions that they play. That's a really good pool. Um, I, I, I didn't choose the AFC West because I don't know how the Raiders will be. I'm not so sure where that Chargers hate is coming from. Um, the offensive line can be, I guess, kind of suspect. Drew, you mentioned that they have uh, injury troubles. So I like the pull. I love your logic behind it, but I'm just not sold. <laughs> I'm not sold on the Raiders yet. But, dude, that'd be great, Pookie. You know, we're always talking about the Raiders and getting the Raiders back in the playoffs where they belong. You know, Mike Mayock, I think he's done a good job of building that roster up over there. So you can't look past the Raiders given four of their first five games are played against playoff teams. And then the, the sixth one, they have to play Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. So it's definitely not a guarantee that they're going to have a great record when they could start one and four or one and five, but the Raiders have added a lot of talent. And I think that that's a very good dark horse pick uh, with the AFC West, just because of what Mike Mayock may be doing with John Gruden over in uh, Las Vegas. And not to mention the, the Chargers, they just got Justin Herbert, drafted K.J. Hill. They've added some added some pieces. So I think that they're a year or two away from contention, though, which leaves uh, the Denver Broncos with all that skill position talent that they have and the Kansas City Chiefs, who are an obvious playoff lot. Uh, 
I'm really interested to see what the Broncos do this year, and if they succeed, you could see three teams out of the AFC West making the playoffs. Yeah, and I think with any division, you know, I was looking at a little chart here. With any division or with, with any team getting in on that third spot, it's going to be a 9-7 and seven team probably or a team that's tied with another team. So, really, it comes down to tiebreakers. Um, and so, uh, I think if you're going to get a third team in, in, in a division, it's going to be someone who's 9-7, and seven, maybe 10-6 and six potentially, 8-8, eight and eight, that has a tiebreaker with another, another team in another division. So, Let me ask you this. Let me spring this one on you. We hadn't talked about it yet. The division that's least likely to get three in. How about the division that's least likely to get two in? AFC East, no question. Least likely to get two in. AFC East or NFC East? That, that's the hard one. Because I like the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think that the Eagles and the Cowboys could definitely both make a postseason run. I agree with Drew on the AFC East. I mean, the Dolphins are a couple of years away from contention. The the Patriots lost Tom Brady. We don't know how good Bill Belichick is going to be able to make his team on the fly. Um, the Jets. Before are, you talk about the Jets, the Jets have Adam Gase. That's all you have to say. That's all. That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what they add there. Adam Gase will fuck their up. And before y'all, hey, you mentioned they have Adam Gase. Before you even utter one more word about. The Patriots not making the playoffs, who's their head coach? So that's to both of y'all, wherever you guys are on the screen. Um, I'm over here. Yeah. I, I, also, I also think that just like I think the AFC West can get uh, three teams in, I think they can also only have one team in as well. Whoa, whoa, the NFC West? AFC West, sorry, AFC West. Not oh, not, not AFC okay, West. maybe you said that. Okay. Like, yeah. The AFC West, they're, no. the Chiefs are a lock for sure, but the other three teams, like you, like you guys both said, like it's it's one of those things where it's like kind of a dark horse thing, but they're also – like the Raiders were pretty close last year. I think if the Broncos have the right thing, and I think the Chargers, if they're healthy, have a chance. Mm-hmm. 